Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. I want to turn to Matthew chapter 14. Again, uh, I think this is probably going to be the last of this series on stepping out and then, you know, whatever God has in store for us next as far as a series or a theme uh, or a message. And I, w- I want to conclude today to talk about uh, failure. And-, and the question that I have is, is failure really failure? And we're going to look into that today. Matthew chapter 14, we're just going to look at verses 28 uh, to 31. And again, this is this moment we've been talking about at the beginning of the year. Peter stepping out on water and walking on water because Jesus said come and he had that faith uh, to believe. And we've been talking about stepping out. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 to 31, let me just remind you, and it's up on your screen. Lord, if it's you, or as we've been talking about, it's really more of a a confident if it's you, so it could be read, since it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on water, and come, he said. Then Peter got down on the boat and walked on water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and he began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? You know, uh, I, I know it's kind of odd and funny in this season to talk about this, but I noticed this week uh, in Twitter there was uh, some conversations going on about uh, the Tokyo Olympics, which were postponed last summer, obviously because of uh, COVID and, and uh, of course, uh, you know, dealing with a, a virus that we really didn't understand, uh, and understandably so. And so we're working through all that stuff. And then uh, now there's talk about, is it going to happen this summer? And I got thinking about the Olympics, and maybe it's because of the cold weather, I started dreaming of uh, warmer weather. But anyways, you know, the Summer Olympics, there's something really cool about both, winter or summer. But summer, uh, there's just this lure, especially with the track and field events, right? Like, there's all these other events, but there's something about, and maybe it's because we're Canadian, but there's something about the track and field events that are significant, right? Because for our his, for us, historically, the 100-meter dash has been like, you know, the fastest person in the world, the fastest woman, the fastest man, the 100-meter dash, that's the big one, you know? And of course, you know, it's a little bit of a conflicted experience for us as Canadians. Canadians because on one hand we think about Donovan Bailey, you know, and we celebrate that, and then we think about the whole Ben Johnson, you know, scandal kind of a thing, and I'm dating myself because I remember that whole moment, that whole scenario, and, uh, but you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of bittersweet for us as Canadians, but when I think about, you know, um, the Summer Olympics and the 100-meter dash or just even track and field, the 200-meter, the 4 by 4 you know, relay, there, there's probably one name that's bigger than most, especially in the last number of years, and that's Usain Bolt. And Usain Bolt is an eight-time gold medal champion. He holds numerous records, which I won't get into today, and he's an 11-time world champion. I mean, this guy can run, and it's crazy his speed and what he can do. But you know what's interesting and what I want to challenge you on and what I want to share with you today is this very thought. You have, and I have, something in in common with Usain Bolt. And it's not speed, that's for sure. But just like Usain Bolt, before I begin to run, I've got to learn how to walk. We all have to learn how to walk. And, and walking, as we all know, you know, as a, we may not remember this as a kid because we were too young to remember, but our parents remember that in order to learn how to walk before you can run, the truth is there's a lot of trial and error. 
There's a lot of moments where we, you know, uh, make mistakes, we fall down. Again, like I said, you know, you're not going to remember that. I'm not going to remember that. But I certainly, rem- you know, remembered as a dad watching Madison and Sydney and Abby learn how to walk. You know, and, and every parent that's watching this right now is probably going, oh, you know, you remember those moments where, you know, our kids are struggling to reach up on a, you know, a coffee table to pull themselves up and then just try to do the, the stand and wobble thing, right? And you're, I know if someone's going, PC, stop doing that. But anyways, you know, like the whole wobble thing and, 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 and you're trying to get your balance and, or, or your parents picked you up and, and they, you know, and they encouraged you to take a couple of steps and there's a parent on the other side to catch you. And of course, no matter what, you know, at the very beginning, there's always those inevitable falls. And you know, the, the, the congratulatory, oh, way to go, JJ. Look at you, you walked. Way to go, you took the step. You know, I got thinking about that. How can we stop doing that? You know what, like maybe, maybe that should be a TikTok. Maybe we should go outside somewhere and just applaud people for still walking. Way to go. Way to excel in that, you know? Like when you think back as a parent, like we celebrated, and even the falls, even when someone fall, you know, we would go, oh, don't worry, it's, oh, way to go, it's no big deal, because we don't want our kids to start crying, you know, because, you know, they, they, they fell down and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so, but it's trial and error. And, and, and Usain Bolt, this gold medal runner, or Donovan Bailey, or any of us, the fact that they are able to run, they had to learn how to walk, they fell down too. There are trials and there are errors and there are attempts and there are failures. It's inevitable if you're going to learn how to run, you got to learn how to walk. And along that journey, there are going to be moments where you fail. There will be moments where you fall down and you, you scrape your knee or, you know, whatever it might be. You got a little boo-boo, put a little band-aid on it. But there's always, it's inevitable, it's a part of the process. And then, of course, you know, even more so as you talk to, uh, you know, athletes like Usain Bolt or Donovan Bailey, and I'm sure they would tell you that, yes, I might be a top flight athlete at this level, but there was a lot of trial and error to get there. A lot of moments of failure, a lot of attempts and not hitting it and mistakes in the starting block and, and whatever else, if it's the hurdles, uh, not jumping at the right time. Everything from timing, everything from how you do it. And again, they would probably tell you there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of failures in the midst of all of that. And the faith journey is no different. The the faith journey is before you can run and excel in faith, you got to learn how to walk. And just like we were when we were little kids, there's a struggle and an attempt, and there are moments where we fall down, there are moments where we scrape our spiritual knee, and there are moments where, you know, we have to get back up again, and we're learning, and it's a process. I mean, the kingdom of God is all about that, right? I mean, the kingdom of God is about process and development. I mean, it's one of the significant uh, teachings of the New Testament about how the journey of faith and even the kingdom of God is, and again, I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 13. Jesus taught in one of the parables, he said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And a mustard seed is significantly small. I mean, it's, it's ridiculously small, to be honest with you, especially in comparison to what it could be. And he said the kingdom of God is like planting a mustard seed in a garden and eventually that mustard seed, that small thing, grows into the largest plant and then the largest tree in all of the garden. The kingdom of God is about process. The kingdom of God is about development. Your faith journey, my faith journey, is all about development and process. 
and it takes time. And the beauty of that parable just reminds us of both the process and the power that comes through as a result of the process. And when I look at, you know, Peter in this moment, this Peter, this moment where Peter steps out on water, it's almost like, it's almost like this is one of the moments where either the seed was being planted, the seed of faith, that desire, that willingness to step out in faith. It was, it's really a significant moment in Peter's life, but it's like that, it's like planting that mustard seed or watering that mustard seed in that moment. There's a moment where the process is initiated. This is, this is one of the moments where, where I can say that this is, the, this is where you learn how to walk before you can run kind of faith moment for Peter. I love what one scholar, when I was studying this at the very beginning, that's, and this is actually the reason why I wanted to share, I knew at some point I was going to share on this thought, and I knew I wanted to, to grab this thought because as I was studying it, one scholar said this about you know, Peter's faith and development, and, and, and even when on paper, it, again, like I said, sometimes we can look at these moments where it's like Peter, yeah, yeah we walked on water, but he still doubted and he fell in the water, he, he sunk. And you can look at it like failure, but listen to what one scholar says, S.K. Weber. He says this, Peter is to be commended for his belief that Jesus could make him walk on water, but his confidence was that of a baby just learning to walk. However, faith did not, sorry, faith did exist in Peter, although it was small. Remember again, you know, mustard seed, Matthew chapter 13. But although it was small, Jesus, like a patient parent teaching a baby to walk, allowed Peter this demonstration of his power to nurture Peter's faith to the next level of maturity. I love that. That word, nurture. And I remember when I read that the first time, I instantly you know, uh, as I study, you know, I, I often take stuff and I copy it into a document and I begin to process it and, and, uh, and I, it grabbed my heart. And I just, I couldn't let go of the thought and instantly I bolded it because I knew that I wanted to come back to this at some point. I didn't know if I was going to use it in a, that current message or somewhere along the line, but this idea because it got me thinking, this idea that, that it was about, you know, this moment of demonstration, this moment for Peter was this moment that, that Jesus allowed in order to take him to the next level of maturity. This is about developing. And so, though it's easy to look at the story, and, and yes, like I said, you know, we, we often think about Peter walking on water, but I think a lot of times the thing that we think about the most is the fact that he doubted and then he sunk. Ultimately, it looks like it was a failed attempt, that there was failure, but as I read that and I was starting to think about this passage, the question started to stir in my heart, is it really failure? Like, is failure really failure? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized, no, it's not. 
Failure is not final. Failure is not forever. Failure is actually an incredible opportunity. And I want to encourage you, don't see failure as as just that failure, but see it as an opportunity to grow. That maybe God, uh, not maybe, God will use this, even if that wasn't the intent. God will use this to grow you and I in the maturity and the maturing of our faith, the development, because that's what the kingdom of God is all about. It's not about loss. It's about even in our loss, God still has this ability to teach us and to train us. Because the truth is, is that you, as, as we've been sharing over the last number of weeks about stepping out in faith and attempting steps of faith, there will be moments where you and I will attempt and we'll be like trial and error and we will have failure. We won't nail it the first time. You know, it's just like I said when we were learning to walk as kids. It's not like, you know, your parent picked you up and boom, you're running. There's a process and a development and it comes through trial and and failure. And, And though there might be moments where we feel like there's failure, I don't want it to deter you today. In fact, I want it to fuel you today. That in every situation that you find yourself that you feel like you may have attempted and it was trial and error and you failed, realize that in the same way that this, this um, you know, S.K. Weber you know, points out is that this is an opportunity for a lesson to be learned where God can nurture or develop your faith in him, your understanding. That every step of faith that you take in Christ, every struggle that you encounter, every bit of resistance that you experience in the midst of that journey of faith, understand that this is actually the breeding ground for fruitful lessons to develop who you are and who I am in Christ and how we function in his kingdom. These are lessons, by the way, that we can't learn by staying inside the boat. That's the reality. You never learn how to walk until you attempt. You never learn to run if you don't attempt. You don't become an eight-time gold medal champion unless you struggle through and wrestle through failure. And you'll never get there if you just continue to do the status quo and stay in the boat. There are moments where we have to step out, and part of that, and that's why I say, do I think that failure is failure? No, I think failure is the opportunity, and when it is applied to our lives, that's when the maturing happens. That's when you know we're equipped, and that's when our resolve gets strengthened. I, I remember reading an article as I was preparing for this, and I loved how someone wrote in this article, they said that failure is like a divine chisel that shapes our lives. And, and I think about, you know, uh, I think about the disciples and I think about the three years of, of you know, walking with Jesus. And, and I don't know what the New Testament biblical, um, you know, uh, equivalent of the face palm uh, kind of thing that most of us have when we see things, you know, that you're like, what? What were you doing? What were you thinking? You know, those moments. 
Um, it's like you had one job. Really? You know, uh, you know, how many times did Jesus himself look at Peter or the other disciples in their understanding or, you know, moments where they tried something that Jesus did and it you know, it didn't work out, or it, it was a failure, it was a trial and error type of moment. How many times did Jesus say, why did you doubt, or why so little, you know, why is your faith so little, all of those kinds of things. How many times did, did especially Peter, say things where I, I can see Jesus just going, oh, Peter, what were you thinking, bro? Why would you say that? And yet Jesus never gave up on any one of them. In fact, I think what Jesus did was he took the opportunity to take the failure and use it as a divine chisel to begin to shape and morph the life of the individuals that he was choosing to release the planting of the church as we know it today and the kingdom and the movement that we know it is today. And instead of saying, listen, you'll never get it, he worked through it. And I want to encourage you today that even in moments of struggle or resistance or whatever it might be, I believe that God can use those things to develop our faith. Failure is not final, it's fuel. It's opportunity to grow. And I think sometimes we have to see it that way. Because if we don't, failure, man, can sink us. Failure can discourage us. Failure can really rock our worlds in such a way that maybe we won't step out the next time. And that's what the enemy wants. The enemy doesn't want you to see failure as an opportunity. The enemy wants that failure to just kind of sink in so it causes you to sink. But man, if you could see if you could capture today that your moments of failure or trial and error are you not quite getting it, it's okay. You're just learning how to walk so that you can run the race that God has called you to. And you know, I look at Peter's life and I think to myself, man, how much did he learn over that season of time that that set him up for that encounter with the Holy Spirit and to step out and to do the things that they did in establishing the movement, the kingdom of God among the Gentiles to where it is today. I have to imagine from my, uh, that, that there were moments where he learned so much. I, I, I even wonder if there was a conversation that's not recorded here. And we know that there are many, many things that happened. And, and, and so that's not necessarily recorded in scripture. And I wonder if there was a conversation with Jesus after this, like as they're sitting in the boat going, hey, Jesus, so help me understand what happened there. What, I, I get it, I got, uh, you know, afraid of the storms. And so how do I, do, you know, how do I get beyond that fear and the naturals so that I can continue to do what you've called me to do, that I can do what you've asked me to do, or, or to step out in faith and to believe in great and awesome things. I'm sure that was part of the conversation. And I'm telling you that no matter what, you know, when you have a moment of failure, there's something that we can learn from. And I, even with this passage, this moment, if I'm Peter, here's a couple, just, just to give you an example, there's a couple of lessons that I love in this moment. The first one is this is that remember, I said this to you earlier in the series, that, that, that you know, him stepping out, when he says, Jesus, 
if it's you or since it's you. And there's an assurance in the statement. There's a confidence in the statement. And why? Because in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus actually had a moment where he released them to begin to pray for, you know, demons to be, uh, you know, people to be set free from demonic oppression, for, for healings to happen, for miracles to happen. And they struggled and they wrestled to accomplish things. But he was equipping them and releasing them. And so now, fast forward into Matthew chapter 14, and there's this moment, and he sees Jesus, and he sees it as an opportunity, and he's like, well, since it's you, I'm going to step out. Here's a lesson that I think, that by stepping out, Peter learned really quickly, because it didn't happen in Matthew chapter 10 like he wanted it to. Now some time has passed, some development has taken place, and now he takes another shot, and he steps out. And in stepping out, here's a lesson that I think he learned that what Jesus actually is teaching is truth. That the very lesson, I would imagine just a few chapters later, Matthew chapter 19, Jesus has this conversation with them and he makes the statement. You know, he says, listen, what's impossible with man is possible with God. You don't think that that resonated in that moment with Peter's life? Like I would imagine Peter was just going, amen, that's so true, because I walked on water. And there's something about that lesson that if he had stayed inside the boat, he would have never learned the truth that whatever Jesus was teaching, whatever Jesus was encouraging them to do, whatever Jesus was calling them to do, even though it was impossible in the eyes of man, like who walks on water? Nobody. Except Jesus and Peter. Because Peter decided to take a step of faith And in doing so, he might have doubted and he might have sunk and Jesus might have questioned the level or the maturity of his faith in that moment. But the one thing that he grabbed a hold of was this truth. Now I know. Even though I doubted, now I know that when he calls me, when he asks me to do something, by faith it is possible because I'm not doing it in my power, I'm doing it in his. And when you begin, when you and I begin to step out in faith and we experience those things, that's when we begin to taste and see that God is good. And it begins to give us an appetite and it strengthens our resolve because now I've taken a step that has affirmed the teachings of Jesus in that moment. You know, as J.J. plays in the background, I want to finish with one more lesson, and then I want to close today. But you know, often when we look at this, uh, this passage, um, I, I, I instantly, you know, and I was going to preach on this, but I guess because we talked about mental health last week, and which I hope you're reaching out, you know, to, uh, to someone if you need to talk. And I hope it was beneficial and helpful to you. That was my hope and my desire. But, you know, as I, as I thought about, you know, just the fact that, you know, in the moments that we, you know, take steps of faith and we fail, uh, what I love about this passage is that Peter, again, learned firsthand in this moment that when I fail, God is always there to pull me out. What a powerful reminder, you know, for Peter and for all of the other guys that were sitting in the boat freaking out. It's like it doesn't matter what the storm is. He's always close enough to pull me out. 
Well, even this week as I was looking over this moment and I'm thinking, what lessons? What things did Peter learn in this moment that was beneficial to his growth and development as a child of God? And all of a sudden, the Lord just kind of stirred a a moment for me. And he's like, Craig, not only am I there and close enough to pull you out when the storm overwhelms you or you doubt, I'm close enough to be able to pull you back. And you know, right there in that moment, I was experiencing what I'm talking about today. Those moments where, where we learn something from failure. God used it to remind me that, that just like it is, you know, like when you were a kid and you were learning how to walk, and again, you may not remember this, but your parents do, you know, it's one thing, you know, when you begin to walk, of course, when you're still learning how to walk, there's still a little bit of that wobble, and, and of course, you know, what's the first thing that a parent thinks about? The first thing a parent thinks about is, is okay, what's around my child? Should they fall? What's around my child that's going to cause them to get hurt? Or maybe they're running in the wrong direction. And so what do you do? You're, you, man, you're like, a, you're like a hawk, man. Your eyes don't leave your kids, man, when they're learning how to walk. And the first thing you do when you see them going in the wrong direction or you see them getting close to something that they could fall and trip or hurt, hurt themselves, you, what do you do? You, you walk over gently and you go, okay, hey, and you turn them around and you walk them in the other direction. God reminded me through Peter's failure that in the same way that he's close enough to pull me out, he's close enough to pull me back because the kingdom of God is also about timing. The kingdom of God is also leading and guiding me for the things that that God wants me to step into. And there are sometimes there are moments where we get ahead of God or we just try to to, uh, take circumstances in our own hands and we try to control them. It's natural for us to do that. And God says, whoa, 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 stop. And he pulls us back so that we don't have to experience something that he really is like, this is going to be way too detrimental for you. And let me spin you in the right direction. I mean, right there, just, those are just two lessons. How many more lessons are there learned to be learned through failure? So let me just say this. Failure is never just failure. It's an opportunity to grow. This kind of hits home for me a little bit because in my office, and you probably noticed something on the desk that was beside my Bible, but... Um, just on the, not on the edge of my desk, but just to the side of my desk, I've had this uh, sign that was given to me by one of my former staff members uh, years ago. And I was just going through a, a, a phase uh, which happens a lot for me because I just, I, I want to see God do great and awesome things. Whether it's in my own life or in your life or in the ministry of the church, and I always want to see progression. That's That's always been one of my things, progression, 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 development, just as the kingdom of God, just like a mustard seed. I know it starts out small, but I I like to see the process growing and moving forward. And I was wrestling with feeling like uh, all the stuff that we're doing, is it actually moving people forward? And then looking back at some of the challenges and mistakes and, you know, and, and even failures, things that we attempted that just, it just didn't take and it didn't work. 
And you're so disappointed and so discouraged. And I remember I was in that moment and she happened to be at a, like, I don't know, like a flea market or something like that. And, and while she was there, she saw the sign and, and, it, and the, it's going to be up on the screen for you. This is what it reads. It says, even if you fall on your face, at least you're moving forward. And she walked in my office and she handed it to me and she said, listen, don't take this the wrong way. But I want to encourage you that even though you feel like you just fell on your face or there are struggles or that things are not clicking like you wanted or maybe it's not happening as quickly as you would like, remember that even if you fall on your face, at least you're still moving forward, PC. And that's my encouragement to you. Don't let failure deter you. Let failure fuel you and let it grow you. And that's a mindset that we need to pray every day. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to see this as an opportunity. Teach me in this moment so that I can mature and develop in my faith. Who I am, most importantly, and how I can serve the purpose and the kingdom of God every single day, whether it's in my home, in my community, in my workplace, in my church. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.